36 years ago, a man named Robert Prius published a fantasy novel. A little fantasy book that uh, didn't sell too many copies. Okay, the book was published and quickly forgotten. I doubt any of you have read his book. See, the book was forgotten, but what wasn't forgotten was his, his promotion plan. You see, in his little fantasy novel, there's a series of puzzles and, and mysteries to be solved with pictures and poems that, that brought the characters of his novels to 12 different locations in the United States. And in those locations, they found buried treasure. Well, Mr. Pruess decided that he was going to turn his fiction into real life. And so he knew where those places were, obviously. He wrote the book. And so he went and he buried 12 different casks, each one with a key, in these 12 different locations, according to the puzzles in the book. And in each cask that he buried was a key. And that key unlocked a safety deposit box where whoever found the key could go to the safety deposit box and would find a gem worth about $1,000. Theirs to claim if they wish. Of course, this set off for a few people who did read the book. It set off a, a treasure hunt all across the United States. It got kind of a cult following of these people who, who, who are pursuing these 12 buried casks. The problem is, priests made it just a little bit too difficult. It's been 36 years now, and of the 12 casks that he's buried, they found two. There's still 10 buried somewhere. And some local parks in some cities are getting real sick of people coming and digging holes in their park. Okay? But that's not going to end anytime soon. Because sadly, Byron Priest was killed in a car accident back in 2005 at the age of 52. And he never told a single soul where he buried those casts. And he never wrote it down. So nobody knows where these 10 casks are. He took that secret with him to the grave, which is fitting since the title of his book is The Secret. He kept the secret. Maybe he did a too good of a job of keeping the secret. Because most of us aren't that good at keeping secrets, are we? When, when you get some juicy bit of information, right? When you discover something important or something valuable... You got this inner urge to want to tell somebody, don't you? We all do. You, you want to tell somebody, right? That's what friends are for. You can tell your friend your secret. And so we justify it in our minds and we say, you know what? I can tell one person. What would it hurt to tell that one person? And so we, we go to our best friend and we say, let me tell you a secret. And you spill the secret out. The problem is, now that friend knows something important. And in their mind they say, what would it hurt for me to tell one person? Right? And so they tell their one person. And that person tells their one person. That person tells their one person. And pretty soon your secret is a rumor. And your secret is a leak for everybody to know. It isn't hard for the best kept secrets in life to become the worst kept secrets in life. And at the birth of baby Jesus, God comes down in angels. He sends his angel messengers to this small band of shepherds on the hillside. And he shares 
his secret with them. Take out your Bibles. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Because it's here we get to hear their story. We get to, to hear about them being let in on a celestial secret. Listen to verses 8 through 20 of Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This small band of shepherds experience is probably the most dramatic angel encounter of the whole Christmas story, right? They get to experience a whole company of the heavenly hosts praising God and sharing with them the good news of great joy. What must it have been like? I have no idea. But these angels come and share with these shepherds the Jesus secret, right? The secret is out. God tells these shepherds the secret, and they cannot keep silent. And they have to share this secret. They share it with joy, with excitement. They praise God. They continue the praise that the angels started. But they keep sharing the secret. That's what we hear in the story that we just read. In verse 15, it says they start this secret sharing cycle by sharing the secret with each other. Right? They talk about it together. It says the angel choir disappears. The night sky goes dark again. It's just them and their sheep. And it says they immediately look at each other and they talk about the secret that they've just been let in on. They come to the conclusion that they must immediately go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Right? They talk about it together, and they decide that they have to go to the manger. They go to the manger. They go see the baby. And verse 17 says that when they're done, they leave the manger. They head back out to their field. But on the way, they still can't keep quiet. They have to tell others, everybody they run into, about this secret that they found. Verse 17 says that when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. 
And then in the last glimpse that we see of the shepherds before they fade out of the story, they're telling God. They're talking to God about this secret. They're giving him praise. Verse 20 tells us that the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. These guys, when you picture the shepherds, you got to picture guys who just can't keep quiet. Their mouths keep running, right? They couldn't not talk about the good news and the treasure that they had found. They couldn't not share the secret that had been shared with them. But isn't it surprising when you think about it? It's really rather stunning that this truth of Jesus, this truth of, of the arrival of a Messiah that these shepherds couldn't stop talking about, that this truth somehow fades into obscurity, doesn't it? Right, these words that the shepherds keep proclaiming to anybody who would listen to them, they fade to a whisper and are ultimately forgotten. Right, the secret is out, but somehow... For years, the truth of who Jesus truly is, is lost. It's hidden. Yeah, there's a few whispers here and there. Right? In the temple with Simeon and Anna, when baby Jesus is eight days old, there's a whisper of him. A year or two later, when the Magi suddenly show up in this little town and, and stop and see him, there's a little whisper of who he must be. When he's 12 years old, and he's sitting in the temple teaching the teachers, wise beyond his years. There's a little whisper of who he might be. But other than those faint whispers, Jesus quietly grows up a pretty normal boy. God's treasure in Jesus, this, this secret, this truth is buried for 30 years. Nobody knows. Until finally, 30 years later, the, the secret starts to leak out, doesn't it? The whispers start again. And this time, there's little that Jesus can do short of a miracle to stop the whispers, to stop the secret from spreading. Jesus is 30 years old. He's starting his ministry, and he tries to keep a low profile. He knows that the people of Israel aren't ready for him yet. He knows that, that they are not able to understand the truth of who he truly is yet and the truth of what he's come to do. And he knows that it's not time yet for him to fully reveal himself to them. And so he tries to keep himself a secret, <laughs> And he ends up being one of the worst-kept secrets ever. Right In the book of Luke, Jesus begins his, his ministry. And he begins it. One of the first things he does is he has a confrontation with a man who is possessed by a demon. And maybe you remember that story. He casts the demon out. But, but first, the demon shouts at Jesus. And he shouts, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. The demons know who he is. 
they, they let the secret out. Remember what Jesus responds to that demon? He says, be quiet. Shh. I command you to be silent. It's a secret. Put the secrets out. The whispers begin from person to person. Did you see? Did you hear? There's someone who throws out demons. Who is this Jesus? Could it be? Jesus continues to preach and teach, perform miracles, and those whispers simply keep growing louder and louder. Again and again, Jesus commands those who witness his miracles to be quiet. Shh. But they can't do it. Think about all the people he healed. The people who, who are healed by Jesus are so thrilled. They're thrilled with this treasure of health and wholeness that they've been given that they can't keep silent. They whisper to their friends about this Jesus. In Matthew 8, there's a man with leprosy, a skin disease. He comes and he kneels before Jesus. He begs to be healed. And it tells us that Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man. And immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone. Shh. Keep it a secret very next chapter two blind men beg to be given their sight Jesus touches their eyes their sight is restored and he warns them sternly see that no one knows about this Shh. it's a secret and they can't keep a secret how can you keep a secret with something that amazing that great. They go out and they tell everyone. They tell their friends. They tell their family until the, the news is spreading everywhere. It says they successfully spread the good news about him all over the region. Did you hear? Did you see? Do you know? Matthew 12. Jesus is again out there healing and, and he heals a man with a shriveled hand. The Pharisees see him and they begin to plot of how they might kill him how they might make Jesus disappear. So Jesus says, Jesus tries to quietly leave town. He tries to sneak away. He can't sneak away because the news is too, too far spread now. Verse 15 says that aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. Many followed him and he healed all their sick, warning them not to tell who he was. In fact, Matthew goes on to quote Isaiah. Isaiah, who predicted the kind of Messiah he would be, a quiet Messiah, a Messiah whose, whose name is spoken in whispers. He will not quarrel or cry out, Isaiah writes. And no one will hear his voice in the streets. Jesus doesn't arrive on this earth with a bullhorn. He doesn't proclaim his name from the rooftops. He doesn't take out a full-page ad in the local press, banner ad on Google, a 30-second spot at the Super Bowl. No. He quietly touches one life at a time. He quietly brings wholeness and healing and peace. 
to their lives. And they're the ones who can't keep quiet. They're the ones who can't keep the secret. They've got to spread this message. Even his own disciples, as thick-headed, as dense as, as they were, when they finally get it right, Jesus even tells them to keep quiet. Remember in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and, and he asks them, who, who do people say that I am? And, and they talk about Elijah and Moses. And, and then he asks them, and who do you think that I am? And, and Peter looks him straight in the eye, and he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Huge moment. Right? They didn't get it before, and Peter somehow gets it. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's the first time they get it right. It's the first time they see Jesus for who he really is. And Jesus says to Peter, great job, Peter. God's given you the eyes to see who I really am. Awesome. Now, don't tell anyone. Shh. Secret. Secret. He warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. It's a secret that can't be kept. Again and again, Jesus says, now is not the time. Now is not the time. Keep it a secret. But from the shepherds on that first Christmas night to who started the whispers, to the lame who could now walk, to the blind who could now see, to the disciples who finally got it, the whispers of praise went out. The news is spread. Jesus is the Messiah. This Jesus is the Son of God. And it is this worst kept secret that gets Jesus killed. It is this whisper that reaches the ears of the Jewish religious authorities and drives him to plot his assassination. It is this whisper that earns Jesus an arrest and a beating and a trial. It is this whisper that brings Jesus as a criminal before Caiaphas, the high priest, and then before Pilate, the Roman governor. It is this whisper that gets Jesus hung on a cross to die. And the only public declaration, the only billboard that was ever posted was posted as a joke at the top of his cross. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Jesus took that secret of who he truly was. He took that secret to the grave with him. And three days later, Everything changed. Everything changed. Three days later, that whisper, that whisper turned into a shout on that first Easter morning. What Jesus had tried to keep secret for so long, what he had tried to keep as a whisper before his death, he now proclaims boldly to all of this world. What was the worst kept secret now becomes the best news ever given. The message changes radically from, shh, don't tell, shh, keep silent. Now the message is, go. Go and tell everyone. 
the truth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God that has been a secret for so long is now unwrapped for all to see and for all to hear and for all to celebrate. Right? And, so, and so in Matthew 28, the women, the women come to the tomb, right, to, to put spices on the body three days later. And they find the stone rolled away and the angel there to meet them. And the angel's message to them, first of all, is come and see the place where he lay. And then he says to them, go quickly. Go quickly and tell his disciples. Tell. Tell that Jesus has risen from the dead. So they go and they tell. And before they even get too far, they meet Jesus in the garden. And his short message, the short message that this risen Savior gives to them, he says to them, go and tell. And remember Jesus' last words, his last commands to his disciples, to his, to his followers still today before he ascends into heaven? Matthew 28, he tells them, he doesn't say, shh, keep quiet. He says, now go and tell. Right? He says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and, I'll put the word tell in there. It's in there. Go tell. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. What Jesus had tried to keep secret for so long, he now releases to us to go and tell the whole world. What had started as a whisper on one night to a small band of shepherds has now turned into a shout that echoes throughout all the world. What so many people could not keep secret is now made public for all to hear and the praise cannot be silenced. And that really should feel right, shouldn't it? When you've got good news to tell, it is so hard to keep it quiet. When you've got good news to tell, you've got to tell it. And all of us who believe, all of us who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, which I hope is all of us in this room, we have the best news ever. And the last thing we should now be doing is keeping it a secret holding it in, saying, shh, don't tell anyone. Right? Those days are long gone. Those days are over. Many of us, like the shepherds on that first Christmas, we've come to see the Savior. We've seen Jesus for ourselves. In fact, we've seen him better than the shepherds ever saw him. They saw him as a little baby in a manger. We get to see him on a cross. We get to see him walking out of a tomb alive. We get to see him rising and taking his rightful place at the right hand of God the Father. We see Jesus in all of his glory. We know the story. We know the whole story that they never, never saw lived out. And now our job is to respond just like the shepherds did. They couldn't keep quiet. So how in the world can we? We need to follow the pattern of those shepherds. The first thing we need to, need to do is we need to keep telling each other. It so, sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Tell each other. We all know the story. You know the story. We need to keep bringing each other in this community back to Jesus. We need to keep each other focused 
on what really matters and on what's really important. In the middle of this world around us that will constantly vie for our attention, that will constantly try to pull us away from Jesus, in the midst of all the distractions that would make us forget about God, we need to be reminding each other of what really matters. Of bringing each other's focus back to Jesus. We need to tell each other constantly that money isn't the most important thing. Jesus is. We need to tell each other constantly that a big house on the hill or a bigger cottage on the lake isn't the most important thing. Jesus is. We need to tell each other that impressing our families and impressing our friends isn't the most important thing. Serving Jesus is. We need to tell each other that our safety and our comfort is not the most important thing. Jesus is. You and I need to keep bringing each other back to the manger. Back to the cross. Back to the empty tomb. We need to bring each other back to Jesus. Tell each other. And we need to tell others around us, right? The shepherds told anyone who would listen early that morning. Probably a whole bunch of people who didn't want to hear even. They told them anyways. Told them the good news that a Savior had been born. They had good news. They had to let it out. You and I have the good news that not only has Jesus been born, you and I have the good news that Jesus died and rose again. We have the good news that Jesus paid the price for all our sins. We have the good news that through his amazing grace, Jesus has given us eternal life. It's free for all who believe. That's the kind of treasure that you don't bury. That's the kind of treasure you can't keep a secret. It's the kind of great news that we've got to let the world know. And you can't forget to tell God. We need to give our gratitude to God Almighty. As we see the shepherds in this story, we see them continuing the task of the angels, right? The angels came praising God. And in the end, the shepherds go praising God. They gave God the glory for his son, Jesus Christ. And our task this Christmas and beyond is to continue to sing that song of praise, not just with our mouths, but with our lives. We are people who praise. Not just at this Christmas season, but all of our lives. This is a celebration that's first of all about God. I hope that's your Christmas. It's about God, not about presents and parties or vacations or even family. Christmas is about glorifying and praising God for the gift of his son. And this Christmas, we've got to turn our whisper of praise into a shout of praise and glory to our God. This season, make sure you're giving, giving thanks to God for the greatest gift of all. So somewhere, somewhere throughout the United States, there's 10 casks still buried in the ground. 10 treasures waiting to be found. And the search will go on. 
because the secret has been kept. Because the one who knows is not going to tell. By the power of the Spirit, you and I have been given a secret. We've been let in on God's secret. We've been given the good news, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ, born as a baby, is now reigning as king. You've been let in on the secret. And it's a secret that this whole world is desperately searching for. It's a treasure that they're dying to find. Because this world around us needs the peace that it gives. It needs the joy that it brings. The people around us need the salvation that this secret offers. That can only come through Jesus. So stop the silence. No more shh. No more whispers. Turn those whispers into shouts. Whether that's a shout from your mouth or whether it's your life living so counterculturally that it shouts the truth of Jesus to your friends, to your neighbors, to your coworkers, to your family members, however you do it. Take this secret that you've been given. Go and tell. No more shh. Let the secret out. Would you pray with me? Jesus, what a treasure. What a treasure you are. For so long, we've kept it so silent. Whether, whether we do that out of shame or out of fear, Father, we confess that we've, we've only whispered your name in places where it's safe. Father, give us the courage to turn our whispers into shouts, to speak in such a way that the secret gets out, to live our lives, to make choices every day in such a way that our lives shout the secret that you, Jesus, are King of kings and Lord of lords, that salvation is found in you, our risen Savior, that you are the love of our lives. Father, may we constantly be telling each other. May we constantly be telling this world. And may our hearts be so filled with joy and thanksgiving that we can't help but be telling you of all our praise and all of our gratitude. Father, may we be people who adore you in everything we do, in everything we say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Worship team, would you come forward? And the rest of you, would you please stand where you are? We're gonna, go ahead and stand where you are, if you would.